Time for seafood news. You are listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. This week's episode is brought to you by Ernerberry's Executive Conference, taking place at the Bellagio in Las Vegas, right from April 28th to the 30th. The Executive Conference is a must-attend event for decision makers in the protein industry. Network, build camaraderie, and stimulate professional business thinking with peers in the seafood, poultry, egg, and red meat industry. Expand your knowledge through industry-related topics, sales, and marketing sessions. And for the first time ever, Ernerberry's Seafood Import Workshop, sponsored by Trace Register, will be taking place at the Executive Conference. So if you're already attending the Executive Conference, you'll have complimentary access to the Seafood Import Workshop as a fully registered attendee. However, one-day registration for the Seafood Import Workshop on Tuesday, April 30th is also available. Join our expert speakers, as well as hear from government representatives from the USDA, FDA, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and NOAA. And if you're a seafood importer and you've got questions or concerns, this is the event you don't want to miss. That's a fact. So, Lauren, what are we talking about this week? Well, we've got a lot to talk about from the Boston Seafood Show. Of course, of course. So what did you think of the show? Uh, As always, a great event. Um, My favorite part, besides meeting um, some of the people who I've been talking to on a daily basis uh, for, you know, the first time, um, was finally being recognized. We were. We were recognized. And it wasn't by just like one person. No, it was was like a couple people. Well, when you've got the faces for video, right? <laughs> the faces for a podcast. Yeah, the faces. For, we also have the faces for the podcast, but sometimes we had the faces for the video. But uh, yeah, no, that was that was also fun. So it was really great. Like it's always nice to hear feedback from people, and it wasn't yes. like you know like stop making the videos. It was like oh, we enjoy your videos. Yeah, and it wasn't. So we just know it wasn't our parents just like watching it on like reruns. Yes, because I'm pretty sure that happens. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but. Thanks, mom. Although, no, my mom doesn't listen to it on here because she doesn't understand how a podcast right, works, yeah. but I'll have to tell her, give her a shout out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the the Boston Seafood Show was truly an amazing and insanely large event. Super large. Yeah. I, I didn't get to do too much exploring, but uh, Lauren and I did get to sneak away from the Erner Berry booth to try Trident Seafood's uh, protein noodles that we've been talking about nonstop. Yes. And they lived up to the hype. Boy, uh, did they. Yeah. We tried the noodles, served a la plancha, and we were hooked. It's true. We got a sticker and everything. I said we were hooked. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I mean, I I was surprised. I mean, we had talked about ahead of time, like, you know, how are we going to serve it? So we didn't actually get to try it just like plain. Right. But um, the different like options that they had there, I know there was like a cold option and a la planca. Yeah, they changed the plancha, recipe like every day at the show. Which was cool. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, like I, because I said, I was confused. I'm like, well, what could you possibly serve it with? You right. Know? But you could honestly serve it any which way. Um, so just to break down the noodles a bit for everyone, um, these noodles are made from wild Alaska pollock and contain 10 grams of protein. They're also keto friendly with only seven grams of carbs and they're gluten-free. So if you're one of those folks who cut gluten out of your diet, you poor souls. Um, <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I think is cool about the noodles is how versatile they are. Seriously. We, like I said, we talked about this last episode and we just, we don't, you know, how do you serve them? But the flavor really is so neutral that you could do anything with them. Exactly. It could be hot, could be cold, Asian or Mediterranean. Uh, Trident boasts that there are 1,001 possibilities for their protein noodles, 
and they have a ton of recipes already up on the site for people to experiment with. Challenge accepted. I yes. will try to pick them. Send us 1,001 boxes, try it in, and we'll cook them every which way. Um, but uh, yeah, so they actually have that uh, a la plancha recipe on their website that we tried. So um, you can try that dish that they were serving up at Seafood Expo North America. Um, I'm also eyeing, they have a, a pesto and roasted oh, I saw that one. recipe. I love a good pesto. Yes. Um, I've been making my pesto with spinach. Because, like, I run out of basil leaves, so I'll do basil, spinach, and then um, walnuts. Yes. I refuse Pine to nuts pay are the so price. expensive. Yeah. What is it with those things? Yeah. If I ever get rich, I'm going to open up a pine nut farm so I can stay rich. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, yeah, so they have a pesto recipe. Um, they also have a homestyle pad Thai recipe, which Thai food is my weakness. Yeah, so. I think that would probably be the first one that I would try. Oh, I love it. I have, like, a really great peanut recipe sauce. Homemade oh. peanut butter. All right, once Other these uh, protein noodles get over to the East Coast, yeah. we're going to do a little get uh, in cooking on fridge. camera. Ooh, I would love to do some cooking on camera. Yeah. Like what, our sleeves just like burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> Maria has to like – we have Get this, the fire extinguisher. Yeah, exactly. Someone, our, our, our director slash editor slash – Filmographer, yeah, videographer, videographer, Maria. She uh, she'll have to also have a yeah. fire extinguisher <laughs> on hand. Um, but what I like is that the pasta is pretty simple uh, to make. So they're fully cooked. You just need to thaw, prepare, and serve. Um, so you can thaw the frozen package overnight in your fridge, or just quick thaw it by putting it un uh, unopened under cold running water. Um, so if you want it cold, you just throw it in the bowl with your favorite sauce or dressing. And if you want it hot, um, you put the thawed noodles in a skillet or in a flat grill. Uh, or you can even add the thawed noodles to a favorite soup. I'm obsessed, obsessed already. I'm yes. so obsessed. I can't even form my words right, right. now. <laughs> but uh, no, as we mentioned, it's only at select locations on the West Coast right now. But hopefully we'll have news on where you can get it on the East Coast as well. So if you have tried Trident's noodles, we want to hear from you. Email abuckle at earnerberry.com to tell us what you thought. Because... Like I said, I mean, everybody, there's lots of people wearing the I'm Hook stickers. Right. I don't think I heard one bad thing about them no, at the show. No, And they truly, I mean, I tried and took out like a lot of advertising for it too. I guess right. that's also why people are talking about it. But like, it's just so unique. You it know? is. Like, it's how like, many, you know, like there's all, we're always talking about new products and mm. there's some really cool ones that are like made for on the go, which I think is really cool. But this is actually like something different. Right. You know? Yes. Uh, so moving along to other news from Seafood Expo North America, the new Sustainable Oceans Leadership Institute, Soli, a partnership between Global Seafoods Assurances and Diversified Communications, is seeking applicants for their 2019 class. Yes. So I actually sat in on a meeting where Wally Stevens, the executive director at Global Seafood Assurances and co-founder of the National Fisheries Institute's Future Leaders Program, which I am a proud graduate of, um, introduced the Soli program to a group of attendees at the Boston Seafood Show. So the program is seeking 25 men and women from around the world to participate in four sessions that will cover climate change and the impact that it is having or will have on fisheries and aquaculture. So the first session will take place at the Seafood Expo Global in Brussels, Belgium this May, and then it'll head to Thailand, Hong Kong, and India. So each session um, you know, will be in conjunction with trade shows, and it'll just be like a day and a half. So it's not nearly as intensive as um, future leaders, because that was like couple days right. um, in, in four locations, but um, each session will feature a case study based on the location, and the curriculum is being developed by the Gulf of Maine Research Institute and will ultimately end with a class 
splitting into small groups to work on a capstone project. So it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So those who are interested in applying to Soli should send a copy of their resume and a one-page bio explaining who you are, your experience in the seafood industry, and why you want to be a part of the Soli program to soli at seafoodassurances.org. Applications are due by midnight Eastern Standard Time on April 12th. And some more news from Seafood Expo North America. Just keeps coming. It, it really it really does. I mean, how many companies? You, you'd hope there would be a lot of news. Right. But uh, the Chilean Salmon Marketing Council, a U.S.-based entity dedicated to strengthening the reputation of Chilean salmon, announced a new creative campaign, The Promise of Patagonia. Well, I'm in Boston. I just want to say it like that because I feel yeah, like, I like that. it. Okay. Yeah. The Promise of Patagonia Ooh, good job. is focused on forging the connection for American consumers between the cold, clear waters of Chilean Patagonia and the salmon they put on their table. Starting this month, it will go live in print, online, and out-of-home channels. The promise of Patagonia. <laughs> you got to well, keep it up. Exactly. Well, also, I think that's the last one, fortunately. <laughs> we'll also signify the Chilean Salmon Marketing Council members' uh, commitment to the welfare of the region's salmon and to the environment and bringing a high-quality, reliable, and nutritious fish to a market year-round. And as proof point to the commitment, uh, Salmon Chile, the National Association for the Salmon Industry in Chile, um, along with uh, you know the uh, Chilean Salmon Marketing Council, and the Monterey Bay Aquarium, uh, they collaborated to form the Chilean Salmon Antibiotic Reduction Program, which is a landmark initiative to reduce antibiotic use by 50% as a step towards reaching a Seafood Watch good alternative by 2025. Nice. So, yeah, always like good making moves. You yeah. Know? Uh, in other news, meal kits were all the rage in 2018, but is the meal kit trend continuing into 2019 or are consumers moving into the next dining trend? Well, based on the latest report from Nielsen, consumer demand for meal kits is going strong into the new year. Nielsen reports that meal kit users have increased 36% over the past year. Panel data connect, uh, collected shows that 14.3 million households purchased meal kits in the last six months of 2018, which is 3.8 million more households than the last six months of 2017. Surprisingly, credit for the increase in meal kit sales may need to go to retail stores, while a majority of meal kit sales are made online, Nielsen found that there is growth in the number of kits being sold in stores. Yeah, I think this is crazy because, you know, obviously meal kits were exclusively sold online when they first launched. But, uh, you know, through acquisitions and partnerships, many retail stores began to offer meal kits on their shelves in 2018. So last spring, Blue Apron partnered with Costco to make their meal kits available to shoppers at the membership-only warehouse club. A few months later, HelloFresh announced that over 500 giant food and stop and shop stores will begin carrying uh, their new product. Uh, they have like they connect, created a retail product line. Um, and then this past October, Kroger began to roll out home chef meal kits at more than 200 of their Midwest store locations. So according to Nielsen, 187 new meal kits hit shelves in retail outlets alone in the 52 weeks ending on December 29th, 2018. That's a lot. And their data shows that in-store shoppers are responding positively. In 2017, 67% of meal kit users purchased exclusively from online, with 30% purchasing exclusively in-store and 3% purchasing both. In uh, 2018, the number of meal kit users shopping exclusively online dropped to 60%. However, those purchasing exclusively in-store increased 2%, and those who purchased both online and in-store increased 5%. 
pretty fascinating. I mean, I'm all about convenience, especially if I have to come home and cook. Um, I don't really feel like starting a big project, so it would be nice to have everything, you know, at hand with the meal right. kits. Uh, but for me, it comes down to the price point. I think we also talked about this in the past. Mm-hmm. It's just so much cheaper for me to pick up items individually for dinner. You know, plus I like making enough leftovers so I don't have to worry about lunch next day. Me I'm too, all about yes. That. Oh. Yeah, and the meal kits are super portioned. Yeah, which is, yeah. I mean, I get, it was right. the whole point is like to stop waste, but I'm like, no, like my waste gets eaten the next right. day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't waste anything. Um, I mean, I guess I do waste some stuff, but, you know, like I guess, you know, like we're talking about basil. So mm-hmm. if I get basil for a dish... I know. What are you going to do with it? You know, exactly. you're going to the next day, you know, but yeah. so you try to do some, sometimes it doesn't always pan out like ginger. You always need like a little bit But that bit lasts of a long time. So yeah. that's a good point. You throw it in your smoothies. Oh. What? Like oh, ginger yeah. tea. I love ginger. Okay. Okay. <laughs> next ish. Next. Uh... All right. You give me your ginger. I'll give you my basil. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um, you know, so like I said, like I, I like not worrying about lunch. On the other hand, I feel like uh, my dinner ideas, you know, particularly are pretty stale. Mm-hmm. It's always like a protein with potatoes or rice and then some sort of vegetable. Right. Um, so I do like that, you know, the meal kits do have unique recipes. But I guess if I did find one that really interests me in stores, I would pull the trigger because I don't like also the commitment of ordering online. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, they, it's never like you can just order one online. Right. It's like you have to commit to three. And then I'm always afraid of them just having my credit card and keeping charging me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, Yeah, it is hard to get out of yeah. those subscription services. Yeah. So, but honestly, I don't think I've seen any meal kits in stores. I don't know if it's just that, you know, they're not at my local stores or if I'm just not looking in the right spot. Have you seen them? Uh, yeah. My local shop right has a small like refrigerator bin kind of in the um, produce section and they okay. offer um, like three different kinds. Uh, I forget what brand it is though. But you haven't like you haven't pulled No, but I do them? look every time I go shopping to see what is offered. Mm-hmm. But they're between like 15 and $20. So That's a I'm lot. Like, mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, especially you know, vegetables aren't that much money. Right. So just like the meat that you buy, you know. Anyway. Anyway, in other fun news, the Salmon Sisters, the siblings, uh, the sibling-owned Alaskan seafood and design company, has expanded its charitable subsidiary to donate one percent of all sales to the Food Bank of Alaska. Launched in 2016, the Give Fish Project has donated one can of wild salmon to the Food Bank of Alaska for each order placed on the Salmon Sisters website. A total of over 100,000 cans to date. The new 1% model expands the brand's overall donation and better accommodates the needs of the food bank, as well as seasonality of available Alaskan seafood on the market. Yeah, Salmon Sisters founders Claire Neaton and Emma Teolakutis, I think I'm saying their names right, um, launched the Give Fish Project as a way to address hunger in communities across their home state and to inspire other businesses to engage in community efforts of their own. So the Give Fish Project serves uh, nearly one in seven adults and one in five children in Alaska that struggle with food insecurity. And donations are distributed across Alaska with the help of donated free, uh, freight services from Linden Transport. That's awesome. I love a feel-good story Same. like that. Same. Um, now we'll wrap up the episode with just some company and product news because there's there's a lot this week and this is all pretty much from Boston. Right. Um, but uh, Legal Seafoods is adding more products under its own brand for national distribution. Legal Seafoods has partnered with CP Foods to co-pack premium shrimp products for distribution in the U.S. The products will be distributed under the Legal Seafoods brand. Uh, Slade Gordon also has launched a new product, their new Icy Bay Iceland retail bag line of frozen cod, haddock, and arctic char. Each one-pound bag is individually vacuum-packed to put the focus on the seafood. 
Plus, they feature step-by-step cooking instructions on the back. Love cooking instructions. <laughs> um, in company news, Cook announced last week that they acquired California's seafood distributor, All Seas Wholesale. The purchase of All Seas will allow Cook to continue to strengthen their vertical integration and distribution of their True North seafood products to additional markets. The news of the acquisition comes a couple of days after the company announced that they had acquired a Nicaraguan shrimp producer. Nice. And finally, America's Catch, one of the largest producers of U.S. farm-raised catfish, has partnered with Hardee's to introduce a new catfish sandwich to select locations in Mississippi. The new Hardee's catfish sandwich features an America's Catch catfish fillet uh, coated in cornmeal breading and topped with Duke's tartar sauce. The sandwich is only available at four Mississippi Hardee's locations from March 20th through April 23rd. The sandwich starts at $3.99 and could potentially be a Lent offering at all Hardee's locations in 2020. Thanks, Lauren. Well, that about wraps up our show for the week. Once again, this week's episode was brought to you by Ernaberry's Executive Conference and Seafood Import Workshop, which is sponsored by Trace Register. Visit ernaberry.com slash executive for more information. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.